Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings. She guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show once again. It is an honor to be here in your life and sharing messages that come through me. This morning, I received a message, a topic title, and the words that came in were the practice of radical honesty, truth, and spiritual alignment. So today, I'm going to be talking about those three pieces of the puzzle when it comes to living life by divine. And the the key for me in each of these practices, there's, there's a lot of different elements to radical honesty. There's a lot of different elements to truth, and there's a lot of different elements to spiritual alignment. So I'm going to share what I'm guided to share with you today, but also as much as I can in our time together so that you can begin to actually take some of the pieces and integrate them into your life. It's one thing to come and listen to this show, and it's another to actually take what resonates and integrate it and bring it home into your life classroom. Our life classroom is designed for our healing, for our awakening. And the more we live consciously, the more we are kind of awake and making conscious choices, the more we're actually going to have, the more we're going to see the impact, not only in our lives, but in the lives of those that are all around us and beyond. It's even an immeasurable impact. The more you do your internal work, the greater impact you have in the world. The more we look inward and clear all the clutter, all the leftovers, and really become those clear channels for the divinity to to animate and move through us, for love to be the fuel that we extend in the world, that is the best thing to do for all of humanity. And a lot of times we're so focused on what's happening outside of ourselves that we often forget to look within. So today, the radical honest practice is not only about being radically honest with people that are in your life, but also being radically honest with yourself. And to be able to do that, we need to be willing to look inward and see where is our leftovers? What are our triggers? How is life bumping up against our leftovers and and how do we actually get in and underneath those pieces so that we can clear anything and everything that's blocking our connection to source or our connection to being an expression or messenger of love in this world. Now, radical honesty is a practice that I've been doing for, wow, it's been about five or six years. And it came in actually at a time when my marriage, I was questioning my marriage. My husband and I were kind of, you know, we were living together, but kind of feeling more like roommates, just cohabitating. And we, I was really struggling because I was changing so much and so quickly in, in my spiritual practice and in my connection to source and in the teaching, the way of being in my life. I felt like such a different person. And I wasn't bringing it home into my marriage. I wasn't bringing it home because he, my husband isn't into a spiritual practice. He's not religious. He doesn't believe in God. He's just, he has his own kind of foundation of how life works for him. And I can call it heart-led and I can call it intuitive, but he doesn't see it that way. So we didn't have a language that would bridge a connection or a way of communicating. And I was really struggling with that. And I felt like almost like the more I would expand and the more I would change my mind and evolve and shift into being more heart-led and living life by divine, the further away I felt like I was getting from him. And I needed a bridge. I, I said to him at one point, I'm like, things, our relationship either needs to evolve or I got to go because I felt like it was holding me back at that point. And I almost felt like I was trying to drag him along and he just wasn't interested in, in embracing spirituality, which is totally okay. But when you're in relationship with somebody 
who's completely immersed in, in the con in consciousness and spirituality and healing. And you you're married to someone who's not, it felt like such a contrast, which created this big kind of divide between us at time. So I was really struggling with it and I sat with it and I, I talked to a couple of different people and my one soul sister, we were, we were always supporting each other. And I reached out to her and I just said, you know, I, I don't know if my marriage is going to survive any more shifts or change. Like I, I'm not sure how to do this. I'm not sure how to create a bridge between us at this point. We feel so far apart and we respect each other's beliefs, but when we're so far apart, I just couldn't find the common ground anymore. I couldn't, I didn't feel like we were on the same page in life. Although we had these similar dreams and stuff. So it was a very confusing time. It was very disorienting. So I was talking to her and she used the words in a sentence about radical honesty. And as soon as she said those words, it popped like everything inside of me jumped. I felt this like deep resonance. I'm like, that's it. We need to have a practice of radical honesty. So I had my own spiritual practice, my own yoga practice, meditation practice, and he, he just was doing things differently. If he was working on something or doing mowing the lawn was meditative for him, didn't work for me, but it worked for him. So I needed to find a way to have a practice that we could do together. And radical honesty came in. So when I said to him, what if our practice together was radical honesty? And immediately he's like, I can do that. And that was the bridge. Those words were the bridge that we needed to create a practice where we can connect and share openly and hold space for each other and, and reconnect, reconnect on, on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level. Even though it wasn't a spiritual practice to him, it was to me. And at the same time, it was comfortable for him. Now, radical honesty is different than brutal honesty. Brutal honesty is something altogether different. There's honesty, radical honesty, and brutal honesty. Brutal honesty is not the practice at all. So it's not an intention to hurt someone. It's not an intention to say more than you really need to say. It's about being one, radically honest with yourself, how you feel, what your triggers are, what your needs are, and being able to then be radically honest with the individual in your life, whether that's an intimate relationship or a friendship or family, whatever it is, to be able to be radically honest which, which means basically sharing what you need and, and how you need them to respond. So it's about getting really clear within yourself first, but often in the communication and the practice of radical honesty, the clarity comes. So we dove into this practice of radical honesty and every night after everybody got tucked into bed and we crawled into bed ourselves, we would actually sit and do a practice of radical honesty. It usually took 10 to 30 minutes, depending on what was going on. But the intention of it was to leave no stone unturned and to get in underneath our triggers, to get in underneath you know, what's upsetting us, uh, what feels good, what doesn't feel good in the relationship, what triggers we had the early that day. And then we also brought in the practice of gratitude and appreciation. So being able to share openly without judgment, share openly without the other person interrupting. We held space for each other to express fully. We weren't taking everything personally. We, we found a language where we could express what we were feeling without the other person getting into to defense. And the radical honest practice basically saved our marriage. I started to actually share it with others and I started to do group counseling, more couples counseling to support other couples in creating a radical, honest practice. And that's where it kind of evolved from there. The practice of radical honesty for me today is, yes, I still use it in my marriage. Yes, I still use it with my, with my relationships, with my kids, with, with family, with other people. And at the same time, it's a big practice I have with myself. To be radically honest with myself is essential to understand, you know, what is driving me, what is fueling my, my reactions, and can I shift from a reaction to a response? And all of that, all of those tools kind of come in under the umbrella of radical honesty as well. Now, when it comes to truth, I'll go into more radical honesty in a moment, but 
when it comes to truth. There's truth as in what I believe to be true in my mind. And then there's what I believe to be true, what I know to be true in my heart. I'll say that again. What I believe to be true in my mind at the level of the mind. And then there's what we know to be true at the level of the heart. Now that's truth with a capital T, that heart truth, that heart knowing, that deep knowing. The truth that we have in our minds is what we believe to be true or what we think to be true. And that truth can change and evolve. So at the level of the mind, whatever we believe is true will be true for us. But someone else can have the same or a different truth and it will be true for them. What happens when two people have two different truths at the level of the mind? How do we reconcile that? And that's part of what we do in, in the practice of radical honesty. Now, I love Adi Ashanti. He's one of my, I, I listen to him a fair bit and he's a spiritual teacher and he talks about truth with a capital T that any teaching or any lessons or any one belief can be a truth or something pointing to the truth. And he often says, don't, don't mistake the truth for the finger pointing to the truth. And I really love that because at a time where I believe something to be true, it's purposeful for me to believe that and to know that and to align with that. At the same time, I need to be open to anything and attached to nothing. Because the moment I attach to something being truth, my mind is closed. So a decided mind is a closed mind. To be open to anything and attached to nothing in the way of understanding truth, we need to recognize that every teaching, every lesson, Everything is simply a finger pointing to the truth. And you can have 10 people read the same book and it will point to the truth for each of them differently. In other words, what they need to hear at that time will be different than what the next person needs to hear at that time. You can also then read the book in five years from now and get a different truth, a different level of truth. And that's where the idea of life by divine comes in. When we're living life by default, meaning we're asleep at the wheel, we're not living consciously, we believe that life is out to get us, and or we're a victim of life circumstances and we have no control. And then we shift into life by design these are where some of the law of attraction tools will come in and realizing that we actually have way more control. We're actually more of the, the captain or the creator of our life and that our thoughts and our beliefs are actually influencing our experiences. So we're more, life is happening with me, along with me. And when we do that, we shift into life by design and we feel like we have a little bit more of a connection to creating the life that we love or we have more of a sense of responsibility for recognizing that we kind of attract or create a life that we don't love based on our thoughts and our beliefs. When we shift into life by divine, life by divine, we're allowing the divinity to move through us. So it's more of a living oneness and more of an experience of oneness and allowing the divine to animate our humanness and we let go of those tools it's essential that you let go of those tools so we have to shift into you know the whole life by design idea that okay i'm, I'm actually driving the ship here i'm actually the captain of my life i'm creating i'm i'm creating the adventures i'm i'm manifesting i'm making things happen and that's an essential part of the process of awakening because we need to recognize we need to go from being asleep to recognizing that we have more of a contribution to this life and its outcome than we realize when we are in that space those tools are essential they become the fingers pointing to the truth for us now if we are stuck in 
believing that that's the truth and the be all and end all truth and that's it, then our mind is closed for the next evolution to unwind further, to evolve beyond that idea. And that's where when we evolve in from life by design to life by divine, we need to be willing to let go of those tools because they're actually then going to hold us back. So we can't be attached to them and recognizing that those things taught us what we needed to know at the time that we needed to know them. And then the truth evolves. It shifts. The finger changes and points to something else. It points to another truth. It points to a higher truth. It points to another space in our mind where we're still holding on and where we need to evolve or shift. So the truth with a capital T never really truly changes. It's changeless. However, our divinity or our spirit meets us in our, human, in, in our humanness and teaches us what we need to know in that moment. So we'll get the lessons, we'll get the books, we'll get the ideas, the messages, we'll hear the songs, we'll read, we'll, whatever it is, however we're meant to receive it. The experiences will come in for us to be able to eventually evolve and wake up to the level of living oneness. If we went from life by default to living oneness, it would be such a quantum leap and the mind would just like kind of implode it would be way too much for most people. So it's a gradual awakening, a gradual unwinding of the mind and a gradual awakening of your consciousness evolving into a higher level of understanding. And what happens in that is some people take a little bit longer in certain stages and other people kind of skip through and bypass some of those stages or move very quickly through them. At this point, the call to awaken is stronger than it has ever been before. And if you resist it, if you're holding on, and if you're stuck in holding on to some truth that you believe is your, the, the one and only truth, then you're going to have resistance and you're going to experience some discord and you're going to have some density and intensity and you're going to bump up against that. So that's why I often teach, I know nothing about anything. Because the level of the mind, I need to keep my mind wide open. And if I think I already know, then my mind is closed to something new. And that practice, for me, I received those words in meditation one time. And the, and the moment I received them, my mind just like expanded. It felt like it became more of a galaxy, like beyond my head. And I felt this big opening to, other, to try on other truths, other understandings. So truth with a capital T will depend on the individual and where they're at, at the level of the mind. The more the mind is unwound, the more the, the mind is opened or evolved or in a, a higher level of consciousness or awareness, then you'll have different levels of truth, different understandings of truth. So even in this radio show, you could listen to an episode. I think we're on episode 60 now, which is really exciting, or 61. So if you go back to the beginning and start listening to some of the other episodes, you will hear a certain truth that might resonate for you. And in another episode, you might actually not resonate with the message I'm sharing. And it doesn't mean that that message is bad or it's not, it's, it's wrong or anything like that. It's just, it's just not meant for you at that time. And whether it will ever be, I don't know. That's up to spirit to guide you back there or not. That's why I often say to people, instead of sitting in, you know, does this resonate for me? It's just like, what is, what am I meant to hear and how am I meant to hear it? If you're here listening to my voice, there's purpose. And you may not resonate with the whole message, but there's purpose. There's something in it for you. To, so to be able to be open to the message that you're meant to receive, that's the key. And to be open to listen and be curious about it and then take what resonates and leave the rest. 
if it's meant to come back in, it'll come back in. If there's something for you to know, you'll know it. It'll come back in some way or another. You'll listen to it again. You'll find it. You'll hear it from somebody else. Quite often, if there's some message that we're not actually getting, we'll hear it two or three times. And that is an indication that we are meant to hear it. We just didn't quite get the message the first time. So the, the divinity spirit always kind of meets us where we're at in our humanness, provides the message at the level that we're ready for it. And then when we embrace it and align with it, so this is where alignment comes in, then spirit can meet us in that and shift and shift us from there, evolve or bring in another level of truth or understanding. So I don't know if you can hear that noise, but I'm here in Turks and Caicos. I'm back in Turks and Caicos and they're, they're renovating a, on a condo nearby. So you can hear some grinding. You may or may not. Um, I'm always trusting that if you can hear it, it's purposeful for you. You can imagine it kind of like, you know, jackhammering in the mind and kind of creating an opening, whatever you need to do to, to embrace the noise. So radical honesty, truth with a capital T and alignment. Let me dig into alignment a little bit, and then I'm going to go back to radical honesty because I want to give you some of the practices, some of the, the essential essence of the tools. I do have a, an episode from my past radio show that I was doing before called Expect Miracles. In that radio show, I did one called Radical Honesty Saved My Marriage. So I have to go into it, talk a little bit more about the story, and then share some of the tools. So you could search that on my website if you wanted to dig into that one more. But I will be sharing after the break a little bit more about radical honesty before we take the break, I want to dive into alignment for a moment. When we are in alignment, now I use alignment in the way of aligned with the heart or aligned with our inner spirit as our teacher, aligned with the divinity. And divinity is, is, is our source, is who we are, the essence of who we are. And the heart is the bridge to receive the messages. It's the bridge between our soul, our spirit, our divinity, and our humanness. So the heart creates this beautiful space for messages to come in. That's the path that I take, and that's the path that I teach. So when we are in alignment with our heart, we are in alignment with spirit. We are in alignment with God. And when we allow our heart to lead us, we are making a conscious choice to let our spirit lead. When we do that, we are actually in service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. The reason for that is because we're tapping into the divine spirit who's operating and teaching and guiding and directing all of us. So the same spirit I receive messages from, you do, and everyone else does. Now, sometimes those messages come through in the form of guides. So we may actually have guides that show up or, or angels that come and show up for us. Guardian angels can sometimes come in. People that have passed, loved ones that have passed can come in and be these guides from the perception of the other side, leading us, guiding us, and directing us. Now, when it comes to alignment, when we're in alignment and we are not in our heads, we are in our heart, we're connected to that knowing in the heart, we actually have access to more of a global or more of a global perspective. There's a, a divine orchestration that's happening on behalf of us individually and all of us collectively. That spirit directs each one of us individually and collectively at the same time. That's where the beautiful synchronicities can happen. So if I'm working with a client and I suddenly, they, they suddenly come into my awareness, I reach out to them and I say, oh, I just got this message for you. They're like, oh, I was just like right in the middle of it. I, I, it's like a, a divine timing in receiving that message from me. Those kinds of things will happen quite regularly when you're in alignment. Now, alignment for me is about aligning the heart and the mind. The mind comes into the passenger seat and follows the heart's lead. So the heart is actually driving. The heart is the driver. The mind is the passenger or the mind is 
going along for the ride and following the directions of the heart through the heart. So the mind becomes the tool that it's meant to be used. We are programmed the opposite. We're programmed to get in our heads, lead with our heads, think about things and analyze things. And it's a very heady process. We are not head heavy beings. We're intuitive beings. So to tap into the heart and operate from that place is more natural for us. When we are in alignment with our heart, we're in alignment with the divine. We are operating on behalf of everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. Whatever message comes through our heart is for you and for everyone. It's serving all. That's the beautiful thing. Now, if it filters through the mind, you're not quite in alignment. There's moments where we'll have like stages of alignment. There's times where in the beginning, when I was teaching yoga, I would hear, I would kind of tilt with my, my right ear and I would hear the message and then I would repeat it. And I would listen, I would hear the message, and I would repeat it. So my, my class was directed by somebody beside me, it felt like. Another voice, similar to mine, but a different voice. And eventually it just started to come through me, through my voice. And I never really knew what was going to come out of my mouth. And I didn't hear it ahead of time. It just, I just was able to be in alignment enough that it just came through my mouth. And sometimes what came out of my mouth surprised me and took me back because I would be in my head a little bit here and there kind of censoring or listening to what was coming out of my mouth. And then I might change the course of, of, of the conversation or, or change the course of what was coming out of my mouth if I became uncomfortable. So there was a bit of filtering still through my mind. Eventually, it's come to a point where I just open my mouth and the words come through and I have no idea what, what I'm going to say. And half the time, I, I can't really remember what I said. It's just a clear channel allowing. The message that comes through is for me and for everyone who's meant to listen. It's not meant for every single person on the planet because I need to be able to meet you in your humanness and remind you of your divinity. And how I would meet someone who's living life by design or life by divine will be different than the message and how I would meet someone who's living life by design. So what they need to hear is different than what you may need to hear. And where you are now might be different than what you need to hear in a year from now. So I always set an intention to deliver the message to those that are meant to hear it, align those people so that they get the message somehow, whether they hear it on my radio show, the podcast, come back to Facebook Live, whatever it is listen or watch it on YouTube because I got it on video too. So there's a lot of different ways that people can get the message. And I trust that those that are meant to get the message receive it in whatever way they're meant to. And those that don't resonate with the message, it's totally okay. I used to be impacted by that. I used to want to have it kind of feel resonant for everybody. I wanted to save everybody and, and, and be the messenger that could save the world. And that's not possible. I'm here to play a role, an essential role, as are you, as is anybody else. And it's essential that we recognize what our role is and to whom it's meant to be played. So how we're meant to play the role in the way of what we're meant to share, when we're meant to share it, and to whom. The more I got in alignment with that, the more I can actually bless people that come into my community and I can bless those people that leave. So recently I've, I've done some YouTube ads and I've done a couple videos on YouTube and there's all these new people coming into my community and checking out my, my YouTube ads and my YouTube videos and, and my live experience. I have another live experience actually coming up on December 8th. If anybody's interested, you can go to the website, uh, heartledliving.com forward slash live. And you can join me for the next live experience. It's all around the Intuition Academy and the membership, giving you an experience of it, seeing if it's for you, and then you can join. So I have all these people that are coming in, subscribing, and joining the live experience that's coming up. Some people will come in and, and watch or review the last one, and then they'll unsubscribe. 
Some people will come in and stick around and, and have a communication with me and connect with me, which I love. And I, I'm grateful for both. So I'm grateful for people that come in and recognize, hey, this isn't for me. And they unsubscribe. I bless them. Thank you for coming. And you're free to go. I love you either way. So I've come to recognize that I want people to feel welcome to come, but I want them to feel welcome to leave because not everybody is meant to come and stay because not everybody's going to be fully in alignment with the message at the level that I'm teaching. And that for me has been so freeing, not just for me, but for everybody. It's like, you're welcome to come and you're welcome to leave. I love you if you come and I love you if you leave. But really what it is, is I want you to be clear about what is alignment for you. Are you meant to be here in this community with me? Are you meant to be listening to my radio show? You'll know it on some deeper level. Now here's the kicker. Even though you know it on some deeper level, the ego will convince you that it's not for you. The ego will convince you that there's, that, that it's, you know, you'll have resistance or you'll have it, some procrastination or you won't, you want to distract yourself, that sort of thing. So you'll need to practice the divine discernment around what is guided, meaning what is alignment and what is ego trying to pull you out of alignment, distract you and keep you from actually receiving the miracle. So in other words, the ego loves to make us quit before the miracle. So in my community, a lot of times people will come and they want to jump right into something. And I actually have an application pro process. And there's times where I actually tell people, I'm like, I'm not getting a yes for you to join right now. It, I feel like you, there's something else you're meant to do, or there's another direction for you. Or maybe it's just a matter of timing, wait a month or two, or maybe there's this step to take first. So I know you don't get that a lot in the world. People actually, instead of you coming and, you know, buying whatever program you want on my site, there's actually some roadblocks for you to actually check in and make sure, is this for me? Is this not for me? I have people that have filled in the application for the Intuition Academy, and I will reach out to them and say, I think the timing's off for you. My feeling is that it's, it's not for you at this time, or there's something else we need to do to, to get past the block. Other times I'll actually join with them and they're feeling resistant, but they know in their heart and I help them tap into the knowing in their heart that they're meant to. They're meant to take it now. And they still get to have a choice, whether they say yes to align with that path or whether they say no and they align with fear. Totally okay. You can't get it wrong. That's a beautiful thing. You can't get it wrong. So, okay. I have lots to say. Radical honesty. And we're going to look at more radical honesty after the break. I'm going to talk a little bit more about truth and alignment. And I'm going to talk about how alignment fits into radical honest practice as well. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll dive more into radical honesty. The Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine and I'm your host, Sue Jumay. Today I've been talking about radical honesty truth and alignment and practicing those three things when it comes to tapping into the knowing in your heart. And I've talked about in previous episodes, there's a knowledge in our head and then there's the knowing in our heart. And that's really what we're connecting with the knowing in our heart. 
And as long as we think we have all the knowledge we need, our mind is actually closed and we end up blocking or not being able to align with the knowing in our heart. So I want to go back to radical honesty, the practice, and talk a little bit about, like break it down a little bit in the way of the actual practice and the purpose of the radical honest practice. And like I said, there's a previous episode I did for my radio show when it was called Expect Miracles. It was hosted on Intention Radio. That radio show is an episode on my website as a blog, and you can just search my website for Radical Honesty, and you'll see that old episode, and you can listen to it. I'm going to talk about some of the pieces of it here, so you'll be able to hear as well in this, in this episode, so you can actually practice some of the Radical Honest practices now. Radical Honesty, I broke it down into using the first letters of the word radical, and then the first letters of the word honesty. So Radical Honesty, R stands for Reveal to Heal. When we actually set an intention to reveal to heal, we can actually get in and underneath those triggers. We can get in and underneath our reactions and use them as a signal to look at our leftovers and allow us to move into those deeper layers and recognize that we are often not upset for the reason we think. So to be able to get in underneath those layers allows us to go deeper and really get in underneath what is the actual trigger here. And it's usually rooted somewhere in our past. The next is A, acceptance. We need to kind of land in where we are and accept our life the way it is right now. We can accept this moment, even if we don't like it, even if we have resistance, even if we want it to change. When we accept what is instead of resist what is, then it allows us to be open and curious and in a mindset where we can actually make some changes or heal. But it also allows us to be open to hear what other people have to say. So it opens us up to listen, deep listening. D stands for dissolving old patterns. And this is really common in a radical honest practice, especially in a marriage. When it comes to intimacy, when it comes to even mother, daughter, or or son and father relationships, all those kinds of things. We can actually have generational patterns and history with our own parents, but also beyond history with past generations as well. So there's a lot of clearing that can happen as well in the the deeper work if we're willing to do it. I stands for Ignite the Flame. Now this is more around the intimacy because I found that intimacy with men is different than intimacy with women. Men need that physical intimacy to have the emotional intimacy. Women need emotional intimacy to experience the physical intimacy. So we need to be able to find a bridge there and connect the two because a lot of times they're on the on opposite page or kind of on a different level. So igniting that flame again of intimacy is essential and we need to just find a language or a way that can connect them on those levels. So Having that, those intimate conversations like radical honesty can actually lead to the physical intimacy. And men in general, generally speaking here, aren't always comfortable with those emotional connections. So teaching them to be more comfortable with it and helping them stretch themselves a little bit will create those bridges that we need in relationships. C stands for courage and commitment because a radical honest practice requires courage Courage to speak the truth, courage to be honest, courage to be honest with yourself, but also to share and communicate that with others. And it requires a commitment as well. So you can't just have one radical, honest experience and then never do it again. It's an ongoing practice that allows you to actually evolve and shift relationships, including the relationship with yourself. Appreciation is essential to be able to appreciate the shifts, appreciate uh, people's courage and and appreciate that this is a a tool that can actually change and evolve your relationship. Appreciation and gratitude actually opens up the heart. So it's a really good practice to include. And then the L on radical stands for love. It's self-explanatory. It's all about love. I won't go into that. I want to jump into honesty. The H stands for holding space for deep listening. And when it comes to a radical, honest practice, whether you're doing this with yourself or someone else, I, the invitation is to really listen deeply to what your, maybe your inner child needs to, to express or that part of you that's hurt. 
a lot of times when it comes to honesty with self is especially if you're more evolved and and living more consciously a lot of times what will happen is you'll have this experience rise up inside of you feelings of doubt or shame or grief and then you'll talk yourself out of it because on a on a level of the mind, you're like, I know better. I've, I've done the healing around this. I shouldn't feel this way. So we kind of deny ourselves what we're actually feeling in the moment. So to be able to hold space for some of those emotions to rise up and express themselves is the gift that we can give ourselves and that, that beautiful witnessing for ourselves, deep listening to the emotions as they express themselves will allow us to free ourselves from those layers. Now, when it comes to being holding space for another person. There's no interrupting. You don't need to figure out how to fix it or change it. It's just really about holding space for the expression and to really listen with your heart and more of an inner ear is what I often talk about, listening with your inner ear so that you're not in your head trying to figure out what you're going to say or how you're going to respond. And then you're less likely to, to be all caught up in your triggers around it you're actually able to open up space and really listen deeply to what their experience has been and what they need from you in order to help them shift. O stands for be open to anything. And that goes in nicely with be attached to nothing. So that those two go together. Those are two heart-led living principles. N is no judgment. When another person is sharing to be open to listen without judgment, we have these filters that are programmed in our mind to judge. The invitation is to let the judgments go and to move out of judgment and into observation. When you're observing and you're curious, there's no room for judgment in the mind. So the invitation is to go into no judgment. And then when it comes to your sharing, the invitation is to be willing to be wrong. The ego loves when other people are wrong, it loves to prove that you're right and they're wrong. And the ego also loves to make sure you fight to be right because it does not like to be wrong. So not only are you making others wrong, you're making sure that you're not wrong. So the ego is really kind of caught up in there. It creates a big rat's nest. So I often say to myself, I'm totally willing to be wrong. And the reason I say that is because it creates an opening in my mind. So if you've decided, you, if you're fighting to be right, your mind is closed. If you're fighting to prove another wrong, it's the same thing. I'm just saying it in a different way. Your mind is closed. So when you're willing to be wrong, you're actually open to really listening at a deeper level. And there's times where even something simple, my husband's like, okay, when you do that, it actually, it, it makes me feel this way. And I'm like, mm, okay, I can see that. And before I might be more defensive. So when you're willing to be wrong and you're not fighting to be right, it actually drops defenses down, not only in your own defenses, but it drops other people's defenses so that people can actually have a, a conversation and, and communicate in a way that everyone feels heard and understood and respected. You don't have to agree. In fact, you'll probably disagree. You can agree to disagree, but to listen deeply and honor their experiences requires that you're not passing judgment. Shifting from judgment to observation will help. E stands for expressing and exposing everything into the light, kind of bringing it out, out from, from that place where it's hidden. Oftentimes I do expression sessions with my clients, and the reason I do that is because it's those hidden thoughts that we have playing in the back of the mind that actually really keep us stuck because we deny them or we candy coat or we put positive thoughts of positive affirmations over top of them, but they stay there. They stay stuck in the back of the subconscious mind or they stay stuck somewhere they're hidden. And then we actually feel guilty because they're there. So to have a space where it's held, where someone can just express and share anything without judgment. Now, this doesn't always happen in an intimate relationship. This is usually more of a practitioner holding space, a healer or a coach holding space, then that allows us to have this freedom to expose these hidden thoughts, bring them into the light and heal them and free them, free yourself forever around them. The expression and exposing is actually so freeing in a relationship. And I've had 
I've had couples that I've worked with that, you know, one girl, some, he ha- her husband had said something to her, it was like 10 years earlier, and it was still a thorn in her mind. It was still a thorn in her heart. And when we finally exposed that, he hardly even remembered saying it. And when he did, he was just like, wow, I had no idea you were holding that for, or that you fought that for one, that that's how you interpreted what I said, but also that you've been holding it for these for 10 years. And what it ended up doing was becoming this recurring trigger. Something would happen. It would remind her of that experience. It was all mostly subconscious until we brought it into her awareness and his awareness. Then it could shift and they, they no longer have that trigger anymore in their relationship. So to be able to bring these things into the light of awareness can actually heal long-term patterns, especially in relationships. I see patterns that come up over and over again. Just when you kind of think you're over it, you're back in that same cycle again. There's something that needs to be exposed or something that needs to be expressed. And sometimes you need someone to help navigate and, and identify where that is. S stands for share openly and deeply. This includes sometimes those hidden thoughts. So it's not always comfortable. Radical honest practice is not an easy peasy practice. It takes courage and commitment, as I mentioned earlier, but it also takes a willingness to really take a good radical honest look at what am I believing? What do I really believe in my head? Where do I believe it? What's going on in my relationships? And how am I How am I able to bring something into the light to heal it? So it's really about sharing openly with yourself, but also with others. Tell the truth. The truth will set us free. Now, telling the truth doesn't mean that you're going to, again, going back to brutal honesty, it's not about sharing everything. It's not about telling the truth about everything. But we need to be honest. We need to tell the truth. If your partner is saying, you know, when I do this, does it bother you? And you're like, no, it's fine. But it really does bother you. You need to talk about that. So little things that that can impact us on a regular basis, we need to be honest about. And it's those little upsets, those little discords that actually add up to big, big upsets in a relationship. So when you can even just diffuse those little ones, it makes a big difference. So little things like, you know, when my husband takes the tea towel and he crunches it up and leaves it on the counter, it drives me crazy. So I've kind of come to forgive. I've done a lot of forgiveness around it. So sometimes I'll just take it and I'll hang it back up. And then there's other times I'm like, can you hang that back up? And I don't do it from a place of thorn. Like it's not a sharp jab because I understand that he's not really doing it to to bother me. It's not, I, I'm taking it personally if I'm getting offended by it or getting tor- irk, irked by it. So I need to be able to communicate that in a way that this is what I need and this gives me peace of mind. So when I've communicated those things with him, these are some of the things I need. He's able to communicate some of the things he needs as well. And then we can kind of meet in the middle and honor each other's needs. But if I don't tell him that it bothers me, then it's just going to keep adding, adding up and kind of becoming this like scratch that just is annoying. So, and then we blow up, right? Then we come to become the volcano. So it's important to be able to have those opportunities kind of tell the truth and, and tell them how you feel and why you feel that way and ask for what you need. You've got to be clear about what you need. So you can't just blow up and say, well, and freak out. You can say, okay, when you do this, I feel this way. And what I need from you is this. I need you to do this differently. Can you do that for me? That's kind of the the format, a little bit of it. Y stands for yes, the energy of yes. Because so many people focus on the energy of no. And the energy of no is very dense and heavy. It keeps us stuck. The ego loves the energy of no. It loves to see when doors are closed. It loves to use it as resistance. So when we focus on the energy of yes, it allows us to really align with the path that we're meant to be on. And it gives us kind of a a point of focus for a relationship. So if you're feeling your relationships are kind of hmm, teetering out or they don't have the same kind of spunk or igniting kind of passion, then perhaps you need to look at, you know, what about your relationship feels like a yes? 
because the ego will take all of the no's and make them this big, huge mountain to climb and have you ignore all the yeses. So what part of your relationship is working? What feels good? What is, is feeding your soul? What, how do they support you instead of focusing on how they don't? So you do need to kind of balance that. These are my needs and these are how you can meet those needs. That is actually leaning toward a yes energy as opposed to pointing the finger and accusing and blaming and criticizing. So it's important to be able to shift from that no energy to the yes energy as well. Now, radical honesty, truth with a capital T, and alignment, what they all have in common is when we are in alignment with our heart, when we are in alignment with spirit as our teacher, when we are in life and living life by divine, those things are happening naturally. There'll be times when we're meant to be radical, radically honest with others. There's times where we're meant to be radically honest with ourselves. And then there's times where we're actually meant to zip our mouths and hold steady and stay quiet. Sometimes we're not meant to speak. Sometimes the message is not meant to come from us or through us. So there's divine discernment that's required with all of this as well. When we are in alignment, the words will come, the timing will come, everything will be given. When we let our divinity lead the way, Everyone's totally taken care of, including you, including me, including everyone that's involved in this situation and beyond. So when you focus on being in alignment with your heart and allowing the message to come through you, then we're actually in the highest service to all, including you. You've got to be in the equation. It's essential. It's essential. You have an essential role to play in this world. And in this next great awakening, there is a role that you're meant to play that humanity needs. So it doesn't matter if your role looks small or if it appears big. It's essential. So the key is to be a radical honest with yourself, to align with the truth as it stands for you in this moment without attachment being open to anything attached to nothing and to be in alignment with the divine nature within you, to let your inner spirit lead you and guide you using your heart as your GPS. It will give you every step, every word, every moment. Everything is given like following breadcrumbs one moment at a time, one word at a time, one experience at a time. So today, my blessing for you is may you feel, know, and experience the true depth of knowing in your heart. And may you lead from that place and allow divinity to animate you and fill your life in a way that you can actually be of highest service to everyone all around you and beyond, including yourself love you. I appreciate you. I honor you. Until next week. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com. 